Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Across 213 with your favorite end of first year hosts, Annie and Ruby. Wow, end of first year. We made it. Well, <laughs> did we? We made it, but unscathed? I don't think so. Uh, well, let's hop right in to our weekly struggle and success. What did you struggle with this week, Annie? End of the semester. Deadlines. Well, what more is there to say? Things that you thought you could put off until now. Well, guess what? Now is now. You can no longer put those off. This is this is now. That did that make sense? Well, I'm pretty sure you understood me out there. I'm pretty sure everybody is in that mood where you're like, oh no. Mm-hmm. 11:59 p.m. is next week. <laughs> what about you, Ruby? I think I'm somewhere along the same lines. You know, it's like I feel like I'm ahead, but I look at like my list of assignments, and I'm like, dang. I still have so much to do. I messed up. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's just, I feel like also, like, because we're nearing the end of the semester, you're just, you're tired, and you just, you don't want to do anything anymore, but you need to, like, pull out strong. But, uh, anyways. What would Enough be your success? Hmm. What did I succeed with this week? What did I succeed with this week? <laughs> <laughs> let, let, let me think let me reach deep into that noggin of mine to pull out a success this week i hate how we can come up with struggles easier than our successes yeah word we've gotten to that oh you know what i succeeded with this week it has nothing to do with education but i still did it i've reached level 500 and like four or something on Overwatch. I'm now, I, I have five stars now. <laughs> I mean, I don't game, but um, good for that's you. The, that's the one game I've played. I put so much <laughs> of my willpower into this one video game and I got five stars now. What about you, Ruby? I bet it's more successful than mine. <laughs> um, I guess my success is that recently I attended a leadership workshop and they invited a keynote speaker who, I don't know if you know, but he's the CEO of Jubilee Media on YouTube. And they make like, and they make like videos, are like I think their most famous was like the Spectrum one. And so it was really, really cool because first of all, his name is Jason. He's so cool. I t- kind of met a famous person. I'm, wow. Thanks for <laughs> listening to the podcast, Jason. I know you're listening out there. But it was really cool because he sort of did like our like own little version of like the spectrum thing, and it was cool. <laughs> you, the spectrum thing, as in like people are like in a room and then they give a question, and if you agree with it, you like walk forwards and or backwards. Yeah, we used our thumbs though. Well, yeah, you're, it's it's a Zoom conference. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you're gonna. <laughs> that is yeah. pretty cool. It was a cool experience. It was very eye opening. You know, I think you watch those videos and you're like, wow, people have a lot to say. But then you realize people around you also have a lot to say. Well, it's hard. Anyway, speaking of hard, into today's topic, as I've said before, welcome to wrap up week. 
it is the last week of our university. Well, last week-ish of the university experience. We have reached the end of first year. We've gone through winter and fall term and come out on the other side. What are your thoughts about it, Ruby? I still can't believe it. Like, it feels kind of unreal. Like, it, honestly, I feel like it feels like just yesterday that I just graduated high school and I just started college. And it's like, dang, freshman year is already over. Like, I'm a quarter of the way through college. Like, I'm, I also realize I'm old because I'm seeing a lot of like people that are like are younger than me like committing to colleges and stuff and I'm just like whoa like same but at the same time we're just starting too so I don't know if I, I, I would call us old yet like we're not even we're not even 20 like <laughs> I often feel old I'm older than you <laughs> what does that make me if you feel old I'm like dead I'm a fossil hmm. well I mean I think we have learned a lot this year not just like academically like you know our good not just knowledge <laughs> I, yeah I think we've learned a lot of knowledge but I think other than that we have also learned just a lot about like life and about you know who we are know. as people whether yeah. or not we can stay inside for numerous 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 days on end so what do you think is the biggest thing that you've learned in the past year like what we talked in like academic wise or like just 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 like me as a person or just in general I think in general like anything mm. I think one of the biggest things I've learned like being a first year university student during a global pandemic and not being able to go outside is that I really really miss human connection and like r- being able to reach out over discord or zoom or something like that is so helpful to one's like sanity you know mm-hmm. um I think I've learned that there's a lot you can do even though you're not like in person like there's still a lot you could be a part of and there's a lot of catching up you can do with people and things like that so yeah I I, I think I've I think I've kind of pieced together what type of person I really am when it comes to like social interaction and stuff like that what about you? I think for me, I have really learned that honestly, I am, mm, I don't want to say I'm really good at it, but I feel like I'm a lot better at managing my time than I thought I was. Because like definitely in high school, I feel like I procrastinated so many things. It was like absolutely ridiculous. But I think somehow like just in college, I just like I can be ahead of things and all that stuff. And it's just weird, like how good I can manage my time because I feel like I'm gonna like get on campus and that's just gonna throw off everything. And I'm, anyways, I'd rather not jinx myself on that one. On that note, well, what's one or two things that you would have done differently? Or like, if you could travel back in time, what is something you would tell your first day self and be like, snap out of it? Um, I think I wish, I wish I got more involved. Like, not that I wasn't involved, but I feel like sometimes, especially for like social events, I would make up all these really bad excuses 
to myself for why I can't go. But it's like none of these excuses are valid because I don't have anything better to do. Like, oh no, my cat just died. I don't have a cat. Like, it's just, and I'm like, why am I doing that though? Like, I literally have nothing better to do with my time. So I kind of wish that, you know, I stopped making these really invalid excuses and I actually went because I think socials, as much as I hate them, um, we need them. You know, I need to make friends. I need to, you know, network. I need to, Go out. And- <laughs> take that word back. Take that word back right now. You are not a business major. You need a network in any field. You need a network in the pre-med field to find doctors who can like you can shadow them or get recommendation letters or no, you, you okay. I can't believe you just used the word network in my presence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think that's the biggest thing that I wish that I did more of. What about you? I think for me, something like during first and second semester, especially during second semester, sometimes I'd find myself like I'd wake up early, but then lay in bed for like an hour or two because I just can't find the willpower to get up because like, I don't know, it's I had this thing where it's like you're doing the same thing every day. You wake up early, sit at your computer for like four hours, have lunch, go for a walk, and then you sit at your computer for the next eight hours doing stem homework you know stuff like that it just felt like like an endless cycle that had no where to go you know so if if I were to do something different it would be to maybe try to get into some more hobbies or something like that or like try to change my day up or plan better so I don't feel like I'm in an endless cyclone of just getting up work eat walk work sleep watch anime that destroys me sleep (laughs) i think it definitely is really repetitive like you just i mean it just at some point i feel like for me at least i got into a habit of going on to runs or like walks that's good i don't know what no no listen but the thing is is that i feel like because i literally go on the same trail every single day Mm. and like at first it was kind of cool you know like I was like, oh, fresh air and all that. But now I'm just like, Tree. <laughs> but now I'm just like, I am so sick of that trail. Like I, I, but you know, everything has become so much. It's just repetition. It's all the same. And it gets boring. Speaking of runs, um, you people out there have heard that Ruby runs one trail. Me, I live in Canada and in Canada, it's snow, no. ice, and sleet for at least 10 months out of the 12 in a year. So I also go on runs because I'm a very active person. I have too much energy if I like don't get it out of my body. And there was, right now I still do it too because it's too cold to actually go outside and run. So I run circles in my basement around my ping pong table. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's actually like not as bad as you think it is. Because, really? like, because like, when you're listening to, like, a podcast or music in, in your, like, AirPods, running just becomes, like, a mindless behavior. <laughs> so, like, you know, you, you hit that zone and you're just like, wow, this podcast about trees is real interesting. <laughs> Definitely. So, I guess to wrap up this whole, like, looking back onto this year, what is one tip that you give to other first years? 
who are, you know, probably starting out on their journey in university? I think my biggest tip, especially coming from my experience, is my guy, my dude, my girl, my whatever you go by. You need to not only plan your time, but you need to religiously follow that time schedule. Forget everything you've learned in high school. You don't understand what it means to budget for time in university. I completely get that. I think for me, it's probably also time management. Like, you just, you have an unbelievable amount of free time. Like, it is ridiculous. But, <laughs> no, no, hear me out. You have so, like, I feel like because in high school, it's like you go to school the whole day, and then you probably mm-hmm. have homework, and then, you know, that's it. But I feel like in college, it's like you go to class, but, like, it isn't like, a, you know, sit there for seven hours like you do at school. It's like, you know, and then you just have, you have so much time, but that time is not for you to do nothing. Yeah. Like, you have yeah. to organize that time on your own, you know, like, Too no one's... freedom. It's not good. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like I, this year has really taught me about time management, about keeping myself accountable for what I'm doing. Like if I say I'm going to do this, I better finish it. Because if I don't finish it, first of all, it'll be late. And second of all, <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, it's, and second of all, it's like, you know, you're just doing yourself a disservice by procrastinating. Because college homework assignments are not like high school assignments where you can just like, no. you know, no. if you're way through and you're like, cool, 100, like you actually need to put in the work. So time management, guys. Get yourself a like, planner. Like, yeah, get a planner. Digital, physical. Um, there's no other both. planners in digital or physical. Both. both. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people hear the words like, you, you, oh, you need to have time management skills. I feel like it's something that is so... Like it's in, you, you hear it so much that some people kind of like, just like brush it off or something, but you don't actually realize how important it really is. And it's not like, it, and it's not like, oh, by five o'clock, I'll finish these assignments. No, it's like actual time management. People don't understand how vital that is, I guess, to the university experience. Cause I've heard from a lot of other people where they're like, oh, all of this freedom that university gives me was awful. I can't handle myself and be a real person. I think definitely one thing that I did this semester that I think really helped me is that your first two like two or so weeks of the semester, try to get ahead. So that way you mm-hmm. put yourself about like a week or so ahead of all your other assignments. Because the first couple of weeks will be hard because you're doing like double the work. But then as you go on, you're like a week ahead. So you don't have to, you know, be stressing about that homework that's due at 11.59. They just started at 11. 11.59, <laughs> 59. <laughs> 1159 is like the golden number (laughs) fun fact um as some of you may know i don't go to university in my province and therefore it's not the same time zone Mm -hmm. so for my university 1159 is actually 959 oh no which means yeah which means like time management even more important because even though my assignment says due at 1159 i know in my heart because I live in a different province, is 9.59. I have assignments due at 8 a.m. on a Monday. Isn't that just, like, encouraging people who procrastinate to not sleep? <laughs> that, or I tend to finish those assignments, like, 
on Friday, the night before. Or on Thursday. Um, but like, I know people who definitely in the group chat who are, you know, kind of up on Sunday at 2 a.m. doing their work. Oh, and I'm just no, like, so awful. and I'm just like, I don't get it. Like, just, I mean, maybe it's just me. I, I, I you know, I like to do things on time, but like that stresses me I also me like out. to sleep. Like the thought of a deadline being so close, like scares me. Like I, anxiety. Yeah. Now, speaking of anxiety, I think, I think every last year of high school grade 12 slash senior year student has a fair bit of anxiety while applying to university because that's like the first taste in like your entire life of will I or will I not be able to go to school next year right and some people choose not to go to school which is totally okay because there's a lot more paths out there you can take as a person to like you know find happiness and stuff but for people who do want to go to university admissions university slash college applications it's it's a stressful time to say the least um and for us too it's quite if well it's not I wouldn't say it's quite different but there's a fair amount of differences in our I guess application systems Mm -hmm. I think because I applied to like schools in the U.S. and I applied to a single school in Canada um, Maxgill, Maxgill, um, <laughs> but I think like just from that, like the Canadian, at least with like McGill, and the way the U.S. system works, it was so different. I was just like, oh my gosh, like in the U.S., a lot of schools really, really emphasize a holistic approach, which means they look at your GPA, they look at your SAT, ACT, they look at your extracurriculars, they look at you know all those things, a holistic approach. But, you know, when I was applying to McGill, it was like, we just need your transcript. And I was like, oh. That's for early admission, though. Is it? Yeah, that's for early admissions. I didn't apply for early admission, though. It was just like normal. I don't know. We'll get into that because (laughs) McGill, McGill is, in Canada, McGill's application is so. Is it? special <laughs> i didn't really dive deep into it i was just like you know I'm just gonna try okay my to get us started do you want to give like a brief overview of how the american slash how you did it system so basically you start like looking for colleges that you want to apply to or so end of junior year like second semester of junior year usually like you're looking into colleges that you want and you at least for me, I basically finalized my list of what I wanted to apply to by mid-July, early August, because in Texas, applications open on July 1st. And a lot of schools in Texas do this thing called rolling admissions, which means they... July. Yes. Sorry, continue. Sorry. <laughs> they do this thing called rolling admissions, which means like they take you as you apply. So essentially you're trying to get in, you're trying to apply as early as possible because you have higher chances of admissions, but that's for Texas. And then for most private schools, like other schools that are not in Texas, you use this thing called Common App. The Common App is, we love the Common (laughs) App. The Common App is just this general website that you can just apply to so many, so many schools, you add them on and then you fill out your application and stuff, and they just send it straight to the school from the Common App. And there's another one I think is called the Coalition. 
I did not use the coalition because all the schools that I applied to use the common app or the that sounds like one. you about to go to war the coalition <laughs> <laughs> I think it's what it's called because I remember I was gonna apply to the University of Washington in Seattle I was gonna do that too but they used the coalition app and you had to write like two separate essays and I was like I don't have time for that so we just threw out the coalition app but that's basically like the whole application part and after you submit your applications it is the wonderful waiting game we love Mm. the waiting game um I mean I don't know about in Canada but we have like I guess three types of admissions you have like early decision, early action, or regular admission. So early decision is binding. So you apply early, and then it's like, if you get in, you have to go. And the early action- You have is, to go? Yeah, it's binding. You have like no choice? Yeah. What? Um, most people who I know apply early decision, they're applying to like their top choice, like either Ivy school or like- Oh. some really really high tier school that's like you know and then early action is you also apply early but it's not binding so mm. I think I applied to schools that were early action um I don't have the guts to do early decision like <laughs> that scares me knowing that like if you get in it's binding like you you got no that choice. is that's like that's really weird, especially how, like, life is crazy, as mm-hmm. you've noticed in the last year. A, a lot of things can change in the course of, like, a year since early early action. That's really, that's like, you know, you know for sure what your plan is in the next mm-hmm. year, which is, like, kind of crazy. I think that's really all that is. And they just wait for decisions. They usually, um, early decision ones come out December 15th, I believe. And then early action comes out. January sometime and then they're all supposed to come out before April 1st and then May 1st is decision day you have to make a decision by May 1st my goodness there's some there's quite a good amount of differences between the two countries so for Canada on the other hand instead of like a general application for like any university in the entire country. The application process not only differs by province, but it differs by university within province. Now I know what you're thinking out there. What the actual hell, don't you need an Excel spreadsheet to keep track of things? And the answer to that question is absolutely you do. So for the universities I apply to, if you want to go to university in Ontario, so Ontario universities is like, uh, Queens, Ute, University of Toronto, Western University, et cetera, et cetera, Western Ontario, those universities. The province of Ontario has an application portal where you can apply to just all of the Toronto universities. And I know what you're thinking. You're like, that's pretty awesome, right? Because then it's like common application, except after you apply on that website, you need to go to each individual university in Ontario and do another application through their own application portals, which is awful. <laughs> so now you're probably thinking, that's probably it, right? Like probably probably every like, university you apply to has the same order for province. That's incorrect. Now listen, 
if you want to go to UBC, if you want to go to UA, every single university has their own application portal that you have to not only make an account on, but you need to get like verified as an actual student who's actually trying to apply. And then after you create a portal, every single university has their own application questions. They have their own like list of requirements you have to fulfill and able to, in order to apply to the university. And not only that, but every university will want different things at different times. <laughs> so the timelines are not all the same and you have to keep track of like 80 bajillion things. Not only that, but um, I think Canadian universities also take a holistic approach because like what university wouldn't want to know all of you, except I know in a lot of Canadian universities, early admissions is just like anybody can apply for early admissions and it's also rolling admissions for early ad. So if you get in, you get in, you like here, here, here's your acceptance. Nothing is binding in Canada. So it's not like if you get in for early admission, you have to go. But I will say that if you don't get in for early admission, it's it's still on an as-is basis. So I think every semester you send them a transcript. <laughs> and it's not like you have one portal to send a transcript. You, you need to log on to every university's website and send them a transcript through their website. And then as your grades are updated and like you finish a semester and finish classes, blah, 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 they'll evaluate you again to see if they want to send you an admission, which is, I guess, like a, like a second chance, second slash third, depending on if you applied for early admission to get into the university that you really want to. But other than that, you also have to play the waiting game. You, you don't really know when you're going to be accepted because it's, on an as like rolling admission and depending on when your transcripts come out in your province and whether or not they update grades per semester or per term it's 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 a whole mumbo jumbo that sounds like so much oh my gosh i feel like absolutely insane i feel like at least for ours like transcripts and stuff we do it through the common app so like like we have to have like teacher recommendations and stuff and like counselor recommendations and stuff. So our counselor just like sends our transcript along with our common app application. And like our letters of recommendation, they're all like there in one package and they just get sent straight to the school. And then like you get a portal and you know, you wait for your status and all that stuff. But like, we don't That's have to like- Crazy. So like, it's really nice in that sense because like, it's like common apps so, or like I'll put everything together and then you just make sure that everything is in there by the deadline and then you send it through. But for us, not only is deadlines like different for transcripts and things like that, but the deadlines for decisions. So in Canada, most universities, <laughs> I say most because every deadline is different again, but most universities, if you get um, accepted, you have until June 1st to accept your application and pay like deposit, blah, blah, blah. Some universities are earlier and some of them are later, depending on what university and what program. So more Excel spreadsheets, here we go. It's not like how you guys have like decision day, right? May 1st, mm -hmm. it's, it's, we don't have one. Of well, I guess June 1st is decision day, but um, what else was I gonna say? I'm totally drawing a blank because there's just so much, oh yeah, so. 
since for every university you need to keep track of your own application portals and things like that, your transcripts, depending on what province you live in, like for example, since I live in, in Alberta, every Alberta university I apply to, my transcript will like automatically just go to them when it comes out. But if I want to apply to universities outside of my province, you have to send them a transcript yourself. I think for ours, it's also the same. Like if your application is not on Common App, like the ones I applied to in Texas, we use a system called Apply Texas. But like once you get into the portal, you have to like, like I had to like submit a request to my school to like send my transcript to, you know, XYZ schools and all that stuff. But like, I feel like looking at it now, ours is like so much simpler than yours. Like it's- <laughs> You would think that they'd make this easy, but no. I think another thing for us is that like, you don't have like a second chance per se. Like Ooh, the, that's the, the transcript that you send is typically, if you're applying like early by like November or like December deadlines, your transcript is your transcript up until junior year. So whatever you did for oh. a semester of senior year, it doesn't count unless you're applying for like the January deadlines. Because if you're applying for like the November, December deadlines, all they see is the first three years of high school. So wait, that's kind of crazy, too, because like for you guys, early admission is like July, right? I know some people who like got into like some of the Texas schools like early July, like they already got in and all that. For us, early admission is like is October of your senior year. That's when early admission opens. So I guess some of you guys would know you're into like in a university almost six months before we even start early admission, which is kind of crazy. Too. I think for me, the first acceptance that I got was early October. For me, I didn't get into early admission. For I mean, I wasn't even like I to. applying early. I was just, you know, rolling deadlines. So I was like, you know, just. Like, I think I set myself a goal to get all of my Texas ones in by, like, September, September sometime. And then, again, the waiting game. For me, my first acceptance came in January, which is, like, like not early admission, but, like, um, like regular admission. Oh, my gosh. Anxiety. All first semester. <laughs> I got my first one, I think, early October. And then I got two in November. And then it was January. And then it was, like, the whole, like, March, April, where everything sort of, like, everything comes out by March, basically. That's great. Wait. I know some people who got accepted into programs, like, two weeks before the semester started. Really? Because some in Canada, um, if you if you like drop out or like if you tell your university you're not going to go because like you have to do that. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes they fill those spots in with students who are on the waiting list. Mm -hmm. So yeah. some students, some students get admissions into their programs two weeks before the start of the semester. We have like that, too. But I feel like ours is like you would know by like latest july where you're going because no 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 no, no. <laughs> because like i know for most people like after like because may 1st is like official decision day i know for me like after i like officially accepted my admission to the school i'm going to i like rejected all the other ones right but i know a girl who she had already like committed to go to ut austin and it was like 
in June, she got into UPenn off the wait list. Ooh. So. But did she go people, to Penn? She did go to Penn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, waitlist never goes until, like, August. I feel like the latest is, like, July. Waitlist goes so long for us. But, like, to be honest, waitlist shouldn't be that long. It's It's just because some students don't, like... Uh, cancel their offers which is like guys you could be holding a spot for somebody who hasn't gotten into university yet so make sure if you're listening out there if you have somewhere to go and you know where you're gonna go please cancel your other offers in time so someone else can have a chance to go to university I think for ours after May 1st like the ones that you don't go to your spot just automatically oh it's to a person on the wait list yeah like I, I feel like because May 1st is like official national decision day, technically. So like basically all universities, their deadline is May 1st. So I think like if you don't like officially reject anyone after May 1st, like whatever seats that, you know, you don't take, whatever is just open to wait list. Oh, I think we're going to talk a little bit about some like questions or essays or interviews and things like that because a lot of universities want to get to know you as a person before you know they're like I want you Mm -hmm. grabs their capitalist fingers on your anyway (laughs) Um, (laughs) so for once again for a lot of Canadian universities their their questions are different the types of things they ask are different and um like the the how do, how do I want to put it? Like, they, they all want to know different things, too, depending on, like, your program and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, for example, my one of the questions I wrote down is for um, Waterloo, my university I go to now. Thank God they accepted me because I read my, like, answer to this question and I was just like, this is embarrassing. <laughs> so, for me, word for word, the question on my, well, one of the 18 bajillion pages of questions they had was please tell us about your educational goals your interest in your chosen program and your reasons for applying to the university of waterloo if you apply to more than one program please discuss your interest in each program 900 character limit so for for things like that it's like i'm pretty sure anyone who looks at it would just be like this is an awful question it's super broad i don't know what it wants from me am i supposed to talk about how I traveled through time and that's why I want to be a physics major it's just a nightmare to be honest I think for ours like our essays were like so different from yours because I feel like for us when like in Texas you use apply Texas and apply Texas has one prompt that you generally use and then under the common app you have seven choices for prompts and the last choice is you can write whatever you want. You don't have to follow any of the prompts. Um, <laughs> then why give you prompts in the first place? I'm so confused. <laughs> so initially, I was going to write one essay for Apply Texas and one essay for Common App. But then after like, I finished like writing my Apply Texas one, I was like, I'm really happy with it. And I was like, I'm not writing another essay for Common App. So I just chose the whatever prompt that I want to write. And <laughs> kind of took a shortcut on that one. But... Work smart, not hard, baby. (laughs) But I think I had questions similar to yours on like some universities had like separate, like short answer questions that each university asked for. So I know like I applied to NYU, did not get in. But um, 
I mean, my chances happens. were, the, ch- the chances were slim. Like, I didn't think I was going to get in. But one of the questions was like, why NYU? Like, why do you want to come here? And I was like, you guys are cool. <laughs> n- not going to lie. The one that I really, really fibbed my way through was Boston University. I think their question was some, the same line. You got into like, Boston though, didn't you? Listen, it was like, why do you want to come to Boston University? And I was like, I just want to go to Boston. Like, <laughs> Like genuinely, you really want to be in Boston. Like genuinely, the only reason why I applied to Boston University was that because, like, you know, everyone dreams of like going to New York City or something, and I was like, I want to go to Boston. (laughs) I don't know why. It's like my entire s, like my entire short answer for why I want to go to Boston was just. You guys are real cool. (laughs) It was so bad. It was such a bad short answer that even before I submitted my application, like my I had my dad check over my application before I submitted them because I don't trust myself yet. And then he was reading mine and he was like, are you sure you want to submit this? Like, it's not that good. And mind you, my dad doesn't really like, you know, meddle in my business. He just sort of, you know, moves on. He's like, this is not good. And I was like, listen, I don't have any good reason why I want to go to Boston. But I got into Boston University anyway, so don't. Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure you got into Boston. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why they accepted me because my short answer was real crappy. Like out of all the short answers I wrote, that one was one I was least proud of. To be honest, you're like the only person that I know who actively wants to go to Boston. So maybe they were like, <laughs> this girl actually wants to be here. Let's accept her. I mean, I think part of it is that I hear that Boston, first of all, they do a very, very holistic approach and they really, really like leadership or like extracurriculars. And my resume was fire. But um, also because Boston takes a lot of international students um, Looking for that rich international boyfriend. I see you don't have to pay for university because you just get. <laughs> they no, but like type of things. in private schools, it doesn't matter if you're international or local. You pay the same tuition at private schools. So those are like that. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. So at first, I thought it was because I was an international school they took me, but then I was like, maybe they just really appreciated my passion for Boston. Boston. <laughs> <laughs> Like that essay, I was really pulling. Like, I think I said somewhere all lines of like, it's like, I don't know what I wrote, but it was bad. Um, Boston, chef's kiss. I can't believe your love for Boston got you into you, Boston. <laughs> I don't even, like, that essay was so bad. I just, I, I don't even want to read it because it was that bad. Like, <laughs> I spewed so much like about like you know because I I was applying as a health science major and I was like you know Boston has you know all these hospitals and I'm I'm, I'm excited to you know uh, become involved in the community and as I was writing I was like I hate myself like they, they don't want me I sound so like fake and cheesy and yet here you are with that application with that admissions letter and being like huh how did I get here yeah, not gonna lie, the Boston one shocked me. <laughs> so I think to kind of, kind of wrap things up a little bit. What are some tips you have for people applying to uni? I guess it's too late by now. Like you, you can apply, but for like the next wave of applications. I think the biggest thing is to start early. I know you think you know it's like. August and you're like oh December is so far away oh January is so far away 
And it's like, what you don't realize is that these applications take time. They take time for you to, you know, perfect your essay, take time for someone to proofread your essay, for you to clean your essay, for you to like, or like, if you have like multiple essays to write, they take time to write, you know? A college application is not something you should be doing the night before it's due. Oh God. (laughs) Because this is not a homework assignment, you know? It's like this... If you genuinely are like serious about going to the school, this can determine if you get in or not. And you wanna put your best foot forward. So start early. I know it's summer before your senior year and you're like, I just wanna do nothing. You know, (laughs) start early. What about you? What tips do you got to share? For, For the Canadian side of applications, I think my biggest like, two slash one tip put together is keep track of your deadlines and understand and find out what each school wants at what time because since you've heard every university is different every timeline is different it is so so vital that you know what the university wants from you and when they want it so I guess for example UA when I applied I'm not a Canadian citizen as some of you may know, I'm a permanent resident. So some universities think that I'm an international student because, you know, my name is not really Annie. Ooh, mysterious. And I'm not a Canadian. So then they're like, oh, we, we need your TOEFL or um, ASLIC scores. And I just sit there like, no. So things like that take a lot of time to get sorted out. And if you do have to send in like TOEFL scores or stuff like that, they also want them at a certain time. So if you're listening out there, get that Excel spreadsheet out because you're going to have to start writing down some dates. Yeah, I think another thing I just thought of when you were saying that is that if you're going to make like a college list or like a university list of like where you want to go and all that, um, thoroughly research each school that you want to go to. Because like there's a lot of things that may not be on their homepage that says, we want you. You know, you have to like, you know, scroll down a bit. You have to, you know, look in the specific program and their admissions page. If you need to talk to an admissions person or something, email someone or all that, because I think it's better for you to know these things, but instead of like the night before you're like, out. you're like, crap, I need this test score, but it takes three days to send. And the deadline's like tomorrow, right? So deadlines in two hours well we thoroughly went through we took a step back in time and we thoroughly went through the college and university application process i was thoroughly shocked by how much work canada makes you do ridiculous um i just want to go to i'm paying you just let me have an easy application you know i kind of understand why like my friends in Canada, like other than you, are so shocked to hear that I applied to so many schools. Because now I realize that because your application process is so much more time consuming that like, if you apply to as much schools as I applied to, it would have been, I can't even imagine. I applied to five and it took like the life out of me. <laughs> so as always, Ruby, what is your weekly song recommendation? What are you jamming to after, you know, what's your uh, I'm done first year jam um a song that I really like I've listened to recently is called butterflies by James T.W. I think that's how you say his name 
it really goes into my acoustic vibes. <laughs> my non-hype music is very chill. What about you? I think everybody needs a little bit of hype music once in a while. But <laughs> um, my song recommendation for this week is from a movie that I have not seen yet. But it's from Raya and the Last Dragon. I really wish I got to see the movie, but I don't have Disney Plus. So it's like, and even if I did, I don't know if I would pay for this movie. Anyway, um, it is Lead the Way by one of my favorite artists, Janae Aiko. I think it's the title track of the of the movie, but it's so good. And it makes me feel like an empowered Disney princess as one should be. Mm. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please subscribe to us on your podcast listening platforms. Also, fun fact, we hit 104 plays. Did we? We did. How many people have listened to us talk? Not that many people, but like our episodes on total have been played 104 times which honestly when we hit 50 i was like wow wow you guys thanks for listening to all the spiel that we like wow i no longer know how to speak never mind (laughs) Um, the shock has gotten to me (laughs) follow us on instagram at across 213 we post spicy spicy drawings spicy memes (laughs) um email us if you want at across 213 podcast at gmail.com tell us about your college application process if you want to tell us if you think we put in too much work or if maybe we didn't put in enough work i don't know did you also get robbed how much money did you shed for university (laughs) applications yeah and um give us a five-star review on apple Podcasts because we would really appreciate it So once again, thanks for sticking with us through first year, ladies and gentlemen. And here's to the next three slash four. Let's hope we we keep this podcast for long enough. Um, Last episode's slight breakup was... um... Oh yeah, don't worry. We got back together. That's why we did another episode. I took her back because I guess I have to. Okay. (laughs) Bye, guys.